Welcome to the Purpose and Profit Club podcast for nonprofit leaders, mission-driven creatives, and social entrepreneurs. Get ready to stop dreaming and start doing. Here, ideas become action. We prioritize purpose and profit. You ready? Let's go. Today's episode is about unlearning and rethinking. And this is really inspired by an upcoming presentation that I'm giving at a conference all about ethical storytelling. So before I had my online courses and programs, I really leaned on a couple of different ways to write stories, to tell stories, to talk about telling stories to my clients. And the way that it made sense for me, the easiest way for me to lean on was this concept about describing the problem, describing the solution, and then making the donor or customer the hero, right? It's a really simple framework. A couple of people teach it. You'll hear it a lot in StoryBrand, which is uh, Donald Miller's work. And as I really started to question this idea of ethics and value-centered storytelling and how stereotypical imagery and how that shows up, particularly in the nonprofit world, I started to see some problems with heroicism for storytelling as it pertains to fundraising. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But that's, that was like the beginning. That's where I was like starting to peel the layers back and going, okay, if I'm following a framework of like problem, solution, donor, hero, then am I putting on a platter kind of teeing up this idea of saviorism? Am I also perpetuating some of the things that I wish didn't exist and I'm ready to see a huge change in, in the nonprofit world? And the answer to both of those questions was yes. And for a while, I didn't know necessarily how I wanted it to be or how I wanted to teach storytelling differently. I knew how I could adapt stories to make them fit within my own values and ethics, but I didn't really know the next layer of that. And ethics in in general, it's hard. Ethical ethics in general, ethical storytelling in general, is kind of a funny concept because ethics are subjective, right? My ethics are probably different than yours. There's hopefully some overlap, but they're not, we can't really define it the same, right? So there's not one way, one right way. But what I knew was when an organization has a fundraiser and they send out a postcard and the postcard has a shocking image on it. And the only way for things to get better in the hands of how that postcard is written and the images they show is for the donor to be the hero. I knew that I was like, that ain't it. There's got to be a better way. So after some research, after some trial and error, after talking to colleagues, talking to friends, and really just figuring out what is a simple way that we can adapt that framework of really problem, solution. Sometimes we'll add a little friction, right? And then making the donor the hero, what can we do instead? And I really like this concept of a guide. So you've got the problem, introducing the problem. That's a first real step in telling a good story, right? If there's not a problem, then what is it for your mission, your programs are solving for? So we've, we're introducing the problem. We're introducing the solution. The solution is where you di- where you talk about the social proof, 
right? The solution is what we are doing works and here is the social proof it works. Sometimes that's in the form of a stat or a testimonial, right? So you've got your problem, that's step one. Step two, solution. Let's keep those, I like that. Step three is really, really important. And step three can be woven actually in one and two. Step three is this idea of introducing and, and, and being the guide. I like the idea of a guide because a guide walks with you the way a coach does, the way a friend does when you're going for a walk around the neighborhood. A guide is somebody who's talking to you and not at you. So for example, if you ever had a really um, condescending or like a, um, gosh, what is the word? Like a, a teacher in, in high school or an elementary school that was just really like power hungry, right? That was not a guide, <laughs> right? That was like very yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Right. A guide is the teacher who's like walking with you around the, around the track after school on helping to unpack a concept that you don't understand. That's a guide, right? Walking in tandem with you. So problem solution, having a guide talk to you. This is how I like to tell stories in, a, in an ethical way. And then that guide is the one who really gives you the opportunity to walk together in community. So imagine you're on that track, right? With a friend, with a coach, with somebody, and they're telling you the problem. They're telling you about the solution that exists. And they're giving you an opportunity to join in and be part of this greater community. Because what we know is that many, many donors want to be part of something bigger, want to be part of a social change, want to be about part of a community change. They self-identify as like wanting to be part of your world and letting them be a part of it is a huge value to them. It's not transactional, right? So guiding them and giving that opportunity. Now, let's talk about some friction. You can introduce friction. Friction is maybe a clear outcome if they don't choose to be a yes, choose to walk in community together with you, choose to do the thing, right? Take the action. You also want to paint the picture of a clear outcome if they do, okay? So if we're leaning on the cliches and the stereotypes of the past, it, the clear outcome if they don't would be, you know, that, that, that stereotypical saviorism language and this, this single child or the single person will be affected. It doesn't quite work that way, right? So we want to paint a clear outcome if they do and really lean on that, but not in a way that it, it, it evokes white saviorism, not in a way that evokes any sort of stereotypical generic language that actually isn't true. Okay, what is true? Talk about the con the outcome that is true. And then again, the positioning isn't that they are the savior. And the distinction here I was thinking about was, they're not the savior in the sense that they're not the only one. Like if they make a $50 donation, that is amazing. And if they don't, the entire, your entire organization doesn't crumble and, and close up shop, right? So that's okay. Like it's, it's not make or break, right? So we want to talk about what, what will happen if they do. We want to paint the picture of what this funding will help sustain. And we want to tell the truth. So I was thinking about this idea of marriage. Like when two people choose to come together and get married, right? If somebody proposes to another person and that person says no, it's disappointment, but the person's life isn't over, right? And the person asking, will you marry me, isn't necessarily in control there, right? 
This isn't some sort of hierarchy. This is an opportunity to walk together in community, in this case, of a marriage, right? And if if the person they're proposing to says no, it it's okay. Like everyone will be okay. No one will die because of it, right? And I want to position stories in the nonprofit world like this. I want to position stories in a way that are are clear, that are kind, that have depth, but tell the truth. And the truth is, hey, I'd like to get married to you, or hey, I'd like you to be a part of my community. And here's what's possible if you say yes. Here's what that means for us. Here's what that means for you. Here's how I, I envision our life together. That's the marriage part, or in, in this in your sense. Here's the mission and vision of our organization. Here's our vision forward. Here's what's possible if, if more people just like you say yes. And you, individual donor, are not responsible for my self-worth. You, individual donor, are not responsible for my entire organization's well-being. You do not hold that in your hands. You do not hold that capacity, you do not have that power, right? I think that's really what I'm trying to get at is let's not tell stories that immediately give up our organization's power. Let's instead tell stories that invite to invite individuals into your organization to to what's the word? Like compound their intelligence, compound their power, to compound their trust and invite them in the way that a guide would invite a friend, a family member, right, to a, to a dinner, to a Thanksgiving dinner together, right? The guide picks you up when you fall. The guide is funny and kind. The guide tells the truth and is honest. So we're not sugarcoating things, but the guide puts the decision in your hands. And if you're a no, that's okay, okay? Let that simmer with you. See how that See how that could slightly or significantly change the way you tell stories. We're going to go problem, solution, introduce that guide, let that guide be there, and give your donor an opportunity to walk together in community. You can add the friction. Friction is urgency. Friction is is what happens if they do, what happens if they don't. But remember, we're taking out shocking images. We don't need those. We're taking out generic stereotypes. Definitely don't need those. And we're injecting instead opportunity and community. I'll see you next time. Like what you're hearing and want to take this to the next level? I want to invite you to go to purposeandprofit.club to watch my free class. In there, I will tell you the number one thing that's keeping your nonprofit or social impact business stuck and what to do instead. Go to purposeandprofit.club. Think you've reached out to everyone in your network? Are you out of ideas to get noticed and get funded? I hear you. That's why I'm giving you a chance to steal my prospect list. Yes, you can generate leads for your nonprofit or impact-driven business. Grab my mini training and list delivered to your inbox instantly. Go to splendidcourses.com forward slash prospect.